New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, and thanks so much for joining us today as we continue to read through the book of Exodus. My name is Greg Freeman, and I have the privilege of serving as one of the pastors here at New Vision. Today, we'll be reading Exodus chapter 18, verses 13 through 27, and I am reading from the NIV translation. Verse 13, the next day Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people, and they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, what is this you are doing for the people? Why do you sit alone as judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening? Moses answered him, because the people come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me, and I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. Verse 17, Moses' father-in-law replied, What you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me, and I will give you some advice, and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are, how they are to behave. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Verse 22, have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you, the simple cases they can decide themselves. That will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. If you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. Verse 24, Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. He chose capable men from all Israel and made them leaders of the people, officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. They served as judges for the people at all times. The difficult cases they brought to Moses, but the simple ones they decided themselves. Then Moses sent his father-in-law on his way, and Jethro returned to his own country. I've been blessed in so many ways, but one of the most impactful blessings I've had is my, my father-in-law. For almost 25 years, he has been such a, an encourager and a supporter, not just of my family, but of me personally. And there have been many times when he's been my go-to person in just so many areas. And he's always been so willing to share his experience and his time, just really anything he can to help me succeed. Because I know how much he cares about me and how much that's what he wants what's best for me, it's pretty easy to take whatever insight or recommendation he offers. And that's exactly what I think about. That's what comes to my mind when I read uh, Exodus 18 and we, and we read about Moses uh, interacting with his father-in-law. So Mo Moses had met up with Jethro. He's brought him up to speed on everything that's been going on, and they're celebrating. So the next day, they start talking business, and Moses explains his role as leader. Jethro sees him uh, judging the disputes. And Jethro gets pretty honest when he tells Moses, what you're doing is not good. That's direct. I mean, if I put myself in Moses' position, I'd not necessarily want to hear that. It'd be hard to, to hear something like that. And if you think about all the leadership that Moses has provided to this point, suddenly disputes feels like a natural extension of that. It'd be a lot of work. I mean, there are a lot of disputes, and Moses is the clear leader of the nation of Israel, so of course he'd be the one to take care of things, right? But Jethro says, what you are doing 
is not good. Now, verse 18, Jethro goes on to explain why this is not good. He says, you and these people who come to you will only wear yourself out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Now, Jethro is concerned about Moses burning out, pure and simple. In the NIV, the phrase is too heavy. In the New King James Version, the phrase is too much. So it's not that Moses was incapable of making these decisions, that they were too difficult for him to make. It was that they were just simply too many for one guy to do. Commentator Matthew Henry wrote, it's kind of funny, if the people were as quarrelsome with one another as they were with God, no doubt Moses had many cases brought before him. So Jethro's solution is clearly inspired by the Lord, and it's resonated for thousands of years. The truth is, the principles that he gave Moses are, are taught in secular organizational theory classes and in books and have been for generations. So it's still very practical for us today. Let's take a look at, at Moses' role as Jethro identified it. Verse 19 ends with Jethro telling Moses, you must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Verse 20, teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. Moses is called to be the spiritual leader of the nation of Israel, but that doesn't mean he's expected to do everything. Jethro is telling Moses he needs to be praying for the people and teaching them the word of God. That's the core of his ministry, praying and teaching. Sounds a little familiar, doesn't it? The same thing happens in the early New Testament church. In Acts chapter 6, the apostles chose the first seven deacons to serve the ministry. In verse 4 of uh, Acts 6, we see the apostles were going to give their attention to prayer and ministry of the word. In other words, the apostles, the leaders of this new church, they were going to invest their time in praying and teaching. But they're also going to bring along others to serve the church and meet real ministry needs. It's not that that wasn't going to happen. It was they were going to use other people to do that. It's a leadership function. D.L. Moody wrote, It is better to set 100 men to work than to do the work of 100 men. So Jethro is, is telling Moses he needs to delegate. He's giving him counsel that says you need to focus on what you can do and then hand off what you can't do, and that just makes you more sustainable. So Moses is directed to delegate some of his work. Now, it's worth noting that Moses isn't getting out of settling disputes altogether. Now, he has a role there, and his leadership will be called upon for serious matters. He's not stepping away. He's not, he's not ducking out on his responsibility. He's just handing off some of the workload. And Jethro tells him what to look for when finding those he can give some of the work to. Verses 21 and 22, Jethro says, But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you, the simple cases they can decide themselves. That will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. The challenge of handling so many disputes was handed off to God-honoring, trustworthy, capable, honest men. But listen, that is exactly how the church of Jesus Christ has to operate the most effectively today. No church today, no matter the size, can effectively accomplish its mission without the people of God being a part of it. Now, Here at New Vision, we have a great and a talented staff, but they simply can't accomplish what the entirety of the church body can. And here's the thing, most importantly, they're not supposed to. Now listen to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. Verse 11, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people, that's believers, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. One of the things that's great about this verse is that Paul has given the church at Ephesus a, a clear reason for his direction. 
Believers are to be equipped to serve the church so that the body of Christ may be built up, so that the church can be effective in her mission, so that hurting people can be ministered to, so that lost people can hear the gospel, so that the work of Jesus can be accomplished on earth. To me, that's compelling, it's urgent, and it really it fills us as believers with a sense of understanding of our purpose. Now, to be clear, in this passage of Exodus, Jethro is giving advice to Moses to protect him and to make sure the people get their cases heard expeditiously. They were standing around morning to night, waiting their turn. In verse 23, he says, If you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain, and all these people will go home satisfied. So Jethro is pretty specifically talking about an efficient and an effective way for Moses to organize his workload. So we don't want to read too much into it. But I do think this narrative shows a principle, and that principle is how important it is for people who are part of a church family to uh, play the roles they're called upon to serve the church, and by serving the church, serve the kingdom. One of the best things about Scripture is God wastes nothing. As you read this, this section of narrative kind of buried in the book of Exodus, it can almost seem like, just as an aside, regarding the administrative challenges of leading a group of two or three million uh, grumbling refugees through the wilderness. But this episode does reveal a number of things about the nature of God. First, he cares about his people and the quality of their life. He was worried about Moses, and he used Jethro to protect Moses and also the people. Second, though God doesn't need any of us, he doesn't need our resources, he doesn't need us, he wants to use each of us to do his work. To me, that's pretty humbling to think about the creator of the universe wants to use us to do what it is he's trying to accomplish on this planet. It's the type of thing that keeps you motivated. So thanks for listening and God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.